0: My guest today on Backwoods Life Podcast is my good friend Chad Mendez, who spent many years fighting in the UFC, has moved on to bare-knuckle boxing. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. He's got a big fight coming up. We're going to talk about that fight, his career, and his love for the outdoors and passing it on to others. This is a good one. Y'all tune in. you listen to the Backwoods Life Podcast with Michael Lee. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Uh, Michael Lee, Backwoods Life Podcast, and as you can see or hear now, I'm broadening my horizons from just people hopping on and listening to me ramble about whatever goes through my head on a daily basis, which is, I scared the crap out of myself most days. But I've, I've got a good buddy of mine here now. We, we've known each other for, good gosh, man, five or six years now, uh, Chad Mendez. And I, I'll prelude this with Chad is, for a guy that hits people for a living, he's probably one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. Probably one of the most <laughs> positive people, the greatest attitude, just just a super guy to be around. Chad, I appreciate your time, buddy. Thank you for, for hopping on here with me. Yeah, that means
1: a lot, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's crazy how, how time has flown, right? Like think back to and I, I remember seeing some of my fight shorts oh, shit, that was probably even more than five or six years ago where we we're you know working together and stuff but yeah man it's crazy where time time goes scary it's crazy
0: like you said I mean like I see your, your elk in the background there you know you, you look back at your trophies and you're like man has it really been you know 10 I years know. since I killed that deer or, or whatever that case is yeah. I mean, my was here got them all over the place and it's like where does time go, man? And I mean, mm-hmm. congratulations, you know, the wife and a couple yeah, kids hey, now. I thank mean, yeah, you. Know, hey. I'm you officially a girl guys. dad, man. Two girls. <laughs> two you're going to lose, you're losing every <laughs> bathroom vote in the house, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm
1: completely outnumbered now, but oh, man, it's good. I, lo- I love having daughters. My My oldest daughter is, she's almost three in April and she's getting to that fun, that fun age where like we have turkeys and stuff that always cruise through our back property. And just yesterday or two days ago, they're uh, out here. They're already starting to, start, starting to strut and gobble. And uh, yeah, there was a bunch of Toms strutting in the, in the backyard and she got there and, and whistle and, and sound off and she gets all happy and stuff. So it's pretty cool, man. I'm excited this year. We're gonna, it was our first year we hunted. We, in the fall, I killed a turkey with her in the blind sit next to me, which was so awesome, man. She's just sitting there you know just got up she's all bundled up eating her little yogurt pouch her little legs are hanging off the edge of the stool and just smoked on and when i shot actually uh spook gobbled a bunch of the other ones and she was just like oh that's so cool uh, and it's i'm, I'm pumped fan. she's my little tomboy little daddy's girl so we're gonna awesome. in the spring get after it i'm, I'm pretty um, excited yeah,
0: it's gonna be her turn before too long know, you know that, right? know. And you're gonna you're gonna lose all your tags you're gonna be like <laughs> okay you're taking me dad right it's like my turn yep. i'm shooting all the time
1: <laughs> oh yeah I, I have buddies that have daughters and even sons that same thing that's, they said that exact same thing just wait till they're starting then you lose all your hunting rights <laughs> it's, all good.
0: it's all worth it man it's the, yeah it's that's awesome worth it, right? um well first off i, I mean we'll go a few things here on this podcast but first off i mean where are you at it looks like you're, you're probably at home right now, at the office and and what's coming up what's what are you doing
1: yeah i'm actually this is our like fins and feathers i also do the provider and some american on beast stuff out of this office but um just got all my stuff i get to look at on the wall and some stuff <laughs> but my horn porn uh but now i'm here just getting media done all day today i think we started at uh 10 this morning and i'll go through probably about three o'clock today uh, i'm here in northern california so i um, just busting out a bunch of the media stuff leading up to the fight i got a fight next saturday uh, my bare knuckle boxing debut um so we're flying out to florida on on wednesday and uh we'll be out there just cutting weight and last last few pounds weigh in and then hopefully get in there and kick this dude's butt on saturday so uh <laughs> i'm feeling good man this is a a great training camp uh got to focus on nothing but boxing and strength and conditioning so uh it was it was a lot of fun it's been almost a year since we got this whole ball rolling which you know it's probably it is the longest preparation i've had for any one fight in my entire career so uh, we just had you know things going back and forth with fight dates changing and um you know locations changing and so it was just kind of a long process but I just trained and prepared the entire time and we're finally here february 19th is going down in florida so i'm pumped
0: that's awesome man I, i've been watching you know your videos and everything you've been posting on social media and it doesn't like you like your training camps have been pretty intense and hardcore and and i don't know if it's just i've been watching you know i mean we follow each other and everything that we said but but dude, to me, and I'm outside looking in. And trust me, I'm not a fighter. I, I got I don't like get hit in the face by anybody. <laughs> um, but it looks to me like you have progressed so much. You know, on the, especially on the boxing side. I mean, this is what you're focusing on, but man, watching some of those videos, there's no way I'd want to be the guy in the ring with you, even with the pads on, taking them punches. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's like you, you've really stepped it up, bro. It, look, it looks, it looks like you're you're dialed in, and this guy may have a, you know, he might have a bad day.
1: I'm hoping that's the case you know this guy's he was a pro boxer he had like four pro boxing fights so he knows what he's doing on his feet but uh you know his last fight pressure broke him he, he took a knee twice just from pressure so uh there's no possible way this guy's gonna outwork me you know obviously everybody has a puncher's chance in any type of striking game you play but um you know ultimately I think if we stick to the game plan I mean this guy this guy shouldn't even touch me so we'll see man it's you know it's the fight game anything can happen but i'm excited i feel good you know like i said i've been able to focus on nothing but boxing and just it's crazy to see you know i go back sometimes and watch some of my first sparring session about a year ago when first jumped into this knowing we were going to do the bare knuckle and watching sparring from then till last week i mean it's night and day so it's pretty damn cool to see the improvements feel the improvements and just know all that hard work's actually paying off. So, uh, hopefully next Saturday we get in there and it's, you know, a quick night, we get in there and knock that dude out, no injuries, and then get back into the field and get back to the fun stuff, and we'll see. Right,
0: right. That's yeah. right, and, um, you know, so you fought in the UFC for, for many, many years. You had a great career there. I mean, uh, I know you you, you accomplished a lot, I mean, in, in a short amount of time, because the fight game, you know, it's 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 not something you're going to do until you're 65 really and retire, you know I mean? It's sure. it's a, it's a get in, get after, it. you know, get yours and go on down the road and see what happens. But how, how different is this and the preparation than, than when you were in
1: UFC? Man, it is, it's pretty crazy. It's, I don't want to say it's easier, but it's so much less stressful. I mean, you think about it, you're training for, for mixed martial arts. So we're doing boxing, wrestling, jujitsu, uh, strength and conditioning, kickboxing. I mean, there's just so many different things that you have to focus on. Your knees, elbows, uh, submissions, wrestling, cardio, um, you know, five-minute rounds versus two-minute rounds. Um, there's just a ton of stuff that goes into it. So it's it's been really, really nice being able just to focus on one discipline for this entire time. And it's I almost feel like sometimes I'm not doing enough. Like I'll do, you know, three or four hours of training in a day, and afterwards, you know, I'll go home and eat a rest. And I'm just like, God, I, I could probably squeeze in another workout. Like, I, I could do more, Like, you know, uh, mainly because normally you're doing, in mixed martial arts, you're having to do, like, three workouts a day just so you're training each discipline enough, you know. And so um, it's, it's been nice. I actually really enjoyed it, um, you know. And so, like I said, we'll see. This is going to be my first time ever doing a straight boxing fight. I've always been a wrestler, obviously fought in the UFC, did MMA for uh, over 10 years, but, you know, this will be the first time just a straight boxing fight. So um, we'll see, man. I'm either going to love it or I'm going to hate it. And we'll know next weekend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome, man. I mean, I think you'll do great, bro. I mean, just watching your career, I mean, it's been fun. And, and I, I love how, how much you love the outdoors. And I know that's that's more along the lines of, of, of what, you know, you and I have in common and, yeah. and being there. And, the, the thing that I want to transition from, you know, you, you in the fight world, your whole career, uh, I say your whole career, I mean, you know, I, since I've known you anyway uh, on a personal level, and, and we've been following each other and keeping up with each other, you know, your diet has been a key. And, and I think as any athlete, and i played baseball for years and years, I, and I wish I'd have known things as I got older about my diet yeah. that I could have put yep. forth, you know, back in the day. And maybe I would have been a better athlete overall. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, you know, the provider cookbook um, that, that that you help you and Chad building uh, did together, um, and I, I everybody listening to this and you really need to check this cookbook out. It's got some great recipes with all kind of wild game in it. And I know you take pride because, like I said, following each other, I see we see a lot of what we do. Your yeah. cooking point, man. I, I really want to just hang out with you in camp just just to get some of that Mendez menu. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, you know, I know <clears throat> that's been a big part of of you as a professional athlete is is dialing in your diet with wild game
1: for sure man food i've always had a very very strong connection with food like my wife's always talking about love language and i you know and that whole that whole system and i'm like food is my love language <laughs> i love cooking food i love eating food i love making food for other people to enjoy um here's the cookbook so we me and belding launched this cookbook uh this this last year uh, put a ton into this man we signed a big deal with ben bella it was a national publishing deal Um, I basically just went through and picked out both mine and his favorite recipes that we've either seen in different hunting camps all over the world or have created or tweaked or made our own. Um, And we also have just a bunch of friends in the outdoor industry that love coming up with cool wild game recipes and have picked their brains and used some of their favorite recipes in there as well. So we also have a bunch of different hunting stories that, um, you know, I've been through throughout my life, same with building. Uh, I have some training tips and uh, different diet tips in there a little bit as well. But um, yeah, man, food's always been something that's uh, always drawn me to, to, to basically want to share with other people. I think it comes from two things. My dad was always a big uh, uh, cook in our, our house. He was the one that was always in the kitchen, making everything. Um, I remember just love watching, like getting in there and just watching him go to work, create different things and getting creative and, um, you know, if we go out to a restaurant and something's like really good at a restaurant, he he would always figure out how to make that exact same thing at home. So we would have our own version of it. And um, I just remember watching him and seeing the passion that he had in there. Um, and then also, I think years of cutting weight from wrestling and fighting, um, you know those those last few days when you're at the hotel and you're you know pretty much starving, you haven't eaten much for you know hour or a couple days or twenty four hours or whatever. Um, you know, and you're sitting there, while well, I'd, I'd, watch the food channel on TV and just like take notes, like, Oh God, I'm going to make that whenever this is, you know, all over, I'm going to get home and I'm going to make that all, oh, but I would do it this way and like tweak it a little bit. And, you know, and so food was always something I was like super drawn to. Um, and so we decided to, you know, put together the cookbook and come up with, um, a bunch of different recipes for both wild game and domestic meats. And really you can swap out domestic meats for any of these, um, any of these recipes but for me it's you know wild game has been a huge part of my life you know i grew up hunting and fishing with my dad since i was a little kid um we'd always you know live off venison or uh, wild pig or whatever it may be uh you know throughout the years my wrestling career and stuff like that and then once i graduated from college and moved out on my own um from there i basically up here in northern california started picking everybody's brain like where where Where's a good turkey hunting spot? Or where can I go find wild pig or or blacktail? Or and I started just going out and loading up stuff on my own here uh and just using that through all my training camps, which, you know, I found that I felt so much better doing it. And I think a lot of the guys on the team actually realized that too. And man, I I kind of became the uh I guess like slanging meat, if you will. I was, you know, hey, let me get some of that venison. I got a camp coming up. So I'd bring coolers of stuff to the the gym and share with a bunch of my teammates do their training camps and stuff and um you know it's just something i've kind of grown into and love to do and i think a lot of the guys on the team are starting to realize that too and i actually got a few of them to sit down and do their hunter safety course guys that have never hunted before (laughs) real city boys and they're starting to realize like i need to get out and learn how to do this stuff so uh the last i think it was last year or two years ago now right at the beginning of covid like we had a handful of guys sit down and we did the whole course and now they're all hunting and shooting guns, and it's pretty cool to see, so, um, but yeah, going back to it, wild game has definitely been a huge part of my diet, still is, um, in fact, I even did the carnivore diet for, for four months uh, this last year, and I wanted to see, because all Rogan was doing it, he has an autoimmune disease, and I have a couple other buddies that have autoimmune disease, I have psoriasis really bad, which is an autoimmune disease, and so, um, basically, I wanted to see what that would do to it, because it was actually getting really, really bad, and um, helped it out tremendously. Um, I did it for four months and then that's really when I started getting into the training more for this fight. Um, so I started adding, adding in more fruits, um, you know, some carbs like potatoes and stuff, depending on, you know, the time of the day or if it's post-workout or whatever, but, um, yeah, it, it definitely helps. And I felt really, really good sticking to that carnivore diet. Um, and definitely something if I would recommend people try if there are, autoimmune diseases that they have or something that might be held, obviously talk to your doctor. I'm not a doctor, so don't don't go solely off of my advice, but I would recommend looking into it for sure.
0: Gotcha, man. That, that's awesome to be able to tie in, you know, your two worlds together in, in that food prep and, you know, just under, understanding, I think what, us as hunters, we've realized while we're out there in God's creation that these animals were put here for us to consume. Mm-hmm. And when, you know, and, and having these recipes and these things, you bring that, you know, from the field to the table, like everybody talks about, coming full circle with that. I mean, that, that's why we do what we do. Yes, the trophy, like, you know, the antlers and everything that, that we yeah, are, yeah. you know, are, are awesome. But when you sit down and, and take a bite of that backstrap or tenderloin or, or whatever, and you know, man, like, I earned this one. And this is Thank very you. much worth every bit of it, man. It's, 100%. <laughs> And that's one thing like back in the day when, when I was, um, like at hunting camps with my dad and my uncles and cousins and all that, man, if you killed a deer, you're giving up the backstrap that night. Like yep. that's going on yeah. the that night. There's no Everyone's way around up. that.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Like, that's, that's super cool, man. I mean, and that's, that mentality is one of the main reasons me and Belding wanted to start the provider brand. Um, you know, it's basically us wanting to keep that tradition, alive i feel like so much of today's population you know there's such a huge disconnect and now we're looked at like we're evil uh people that want to go out and hunt their own food and provide for themselves and live off the land that's like the 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 weird people now and it's like where where did that flop where did that flip like we all you know that's how we've all gotten to where we are is, is going out and killing an animal and eating the meat you know that's living off of that growing your own garden growing your own vegetables whatever you want to do but um you know for us it's wanting to keep that passion alive like i i have two daughters now and i want both of them to understand the reason why we hunt it's not you know i I tell this all the time people there's a lot of people especially here close to san francisco we got a lot of bay area people that just are completely disconnected from hunting and they picture hunting like a bunch of us hillbilly rednecks chugging beers in the back of a truck driving around with automatic weapons just mowing stuff down and it's like that's not what hunting is and so you know i went on rogan's podcast and really explained what fins and feathers was talked about you know my passion for the outdoors and why i hunt and why you know why i do it live off to live off the meat for my camps and stuff i have some uh a couple neighbors in my neighborhood who have never in their life hunted in fact some of them were even vegan the guy was telling me he's like i listened to your rogan podcast and it really opened my eyes to hunting he's like "I i really want to get into it and in fact he hit me up about booking a fins and feathers trip recently for him and his sons to go out and learn and put some meat in their freezer so um ultimately that's my goal in life i mean being able to spread that that passion and that knowledge and that you know just feeling of providing and being a provider, uh, is, is what it's all about. I mean, for me, like I said, my daughters, I, I want them to understand why we do this. I want them to, you know, really know what hunting and fishing and living off the land is all about. And, you know, that's, that's something I I will do. And that's something that I will get to for sure.
0: And that's one thing that you hit on right there, you know, passing that on, you know, to your neighbors and, you know, people that are around you that may not have been in our environment, ever, but they're interested in it. I think that's a trend that more and more people are realizing. Especially, uh, COVID changed a lot of this world. Now, yes, and and I'm yeah. not gonna say all for the bad, but there yeah. was there was some good that came out of it. I think a lot of people really, when when hey, you know, with two weeks to stop the spread, no, everybody stay, you know, in your bubble and don't uh-huh. go anywhere. Like me, what I do, I go to turkey camp, bro. It was turkey season. <laughs> I just said, there's something gobblers, you know. And uh-huh. and I think a lot of people did stuff like that. They're like, well, you know, that had access to land or, or at yeah. place. They could they could go outside and, and do those things. And I think from the, the big picture of that, I think it opened up people's eyes to the what-if scenarios. So mm-hmm. what if the grocery store supply chain runs down? Like yeah. now you and I are sitting in a seat where, you know, we do have a freezer full of, full of meat you know we're, we're not going to go without that part and guess what if that runs low there's a spot right back here about yeah. <laughs> hundred yards that I can go get some more you know and and and, and that's the reality of the world we live in today because it's such a crazy you know everything is crazy this this going on and I'm and you know from our standpoint I think as as you can call us good old redneck country boys whatever you want to yeah. call us we really want to just live our life be left alone and then go enjoy the outdoors
1: like we do. Yeah. That's
0: that's really as simple as I can put it for, for guys. I like agree, that. man.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I, I'd say last year with COVID, I mean, last year for fins and feathers with taking people on hunts, we've had, yeah, last year was our, our biggest year to date. And we had, I don't know the percentage, but it was, I'd say at least half of the people that booked were first time hunters. And it was really cool. I mean, that's such a cool thing to see because a lot of them are like, look, I see what you're doing on your Instagram. I love that you're living off these animals that you're going out and killing. You know, you have a, a freezer full of venison and wild turkey and stuff. I wanna learn how to do that. And so last year, I think with everything going on, like you said, the whole meat shortage and people kind of freaking out like, holy crap. Like, you know, if this if this gets turned off, what am I gonna do? I need to learn how to do this myself. And I think we had a lot of people you know, a lot of people watch um Ronella's podcast as well which i think is awesome you know his show meat eater and just getting uh that, that word out and, and really showing everything broken down to somebody that's never done it before or never understood it he's very good at articulating that and making it understandable for those types of people um you know and so we get a lot of people that are like i've been watching ranella i've been watching you i want to learn how to do this i want to see you know myself getting in the field and learning how to hunt an animal, you know, doing the whole process once I kill it, gutting it, doing all that stuff, and being you know, able to process the meat myself and, like, put it in my freezer and live off that. So it was actually pretty cool last year. Like you said, there was a lot of negative, but I think there are definitely some positives that have come out of everything over the last two years. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool to see. And that's – I'm just so passionate about that, man. I absolutely love taking out first-timers or people that are just kind of – curious on how to learn, you know, they, they really want to learn the outdoors and like how to go out and provide for themselves. I think that's super cool. And uh, I just love being a part of it.
0: And that's what it's all about, man. As guys in the positions that you and I are to have an audience that have reach, you know, we owe it to the future of what we love. To, to pass that on, to be passionate about it. Because, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head a while ago. You think people, people think that we, we ride around, drink beer, and shoot guns out the windows and kill deer. Yeah. And there, there's probably some people that do that. I know that I've seen yeah, some of this stuff of firsthand that I don't like. Um, yeah. And, I'm you know, everybody's got their own deal. But if you go talk to those guys, they're not going to be passionate about it like we are. Yeah. You know, they're, 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 they've got, you know, there's, there's, there's bad apples in every bunch. It doesn't matter what business you're in or mm-hmm. what walk of life. And I, I was talking to someone earlier today, and I mean, this earth that we live on um, no matter what your beliefs are it is a constant good versus evil on some level Mm -hmm. and just like in the hunting world I mean there's people that do it the right way um, and are people that do a bunch of illegal stuff but um, you know from us to show doing it the right way just like you do um, with with fins and feathers that that's that's one thing I want to hit on right quick um, for people that don't know about that I mean basically you you offer up hunting camps and fishing trips and you got your team of guys you know other athletes um, I know uh, Clay Guido's one that yeah. does a lot with you and uh, you're out of favor and I mean the list goes on and on you got a lot of guys that you're you know your peers in in the MMA world and and stuff like that but then you branch out with you know basketball players and football mm-hmm. players and, and all kind of you know artists and stuff like that so if, if i mean just right quick where can people find out a little more about that if you want to go yeah you could
1: check out our website it's finsandfeathers.com and we spell them i do you can see it fins and feathers with a z um and so you head over to our website we basically put together every year a, a full year-long schedule so like trip dates will all be set in stone like for the species location date um really the only thing that changes is what celebrities will be on these trips with people so basically we'll have the schedule set um, you can book whatever you want to do if you want to go do mule deer hunt in Utah or, you know, fly out to Mexico with us and do a fishing trip at Sagios Island or whatever it may be. Um, you can book the spot and then, you know, we'll have different UFC fighters or pro ball players, or we even have some actors and pro snowboarder, PBR guys, somebody, either one, two, sometimes even three of those athletes will be on the trips with these clients. So, you know, they're already going to do a cool trip, you know, all these trips I've personally done myself. Um, and they're awesome outfitters, awesome locations, very game plentiful. Um, just make sure everything's very professional and, and fun. And then now they get to do it alongside one of these, you know, guys or girls, uh, that they get to watch on TV in a sport or, you know, just whatever they're doing. So, um, it's just a unique experience. You know, there's, there's outfitters all over the world. You could just go and pay to go do a hunt and go up there and have a cool hunt and head home. So this, this is something that's different. You know, you get to do it alongside Somebody that you know, like I said, you, you watching a sport on TV, who also absolutely loves hunting and fishing. All of my friends that are, you know, the athletes on any of these trips are huge outdoorsmen and women, um, and just love have the same passion that all of us have for it, um, which is what's cool, man. I've, you know, we we put this together back in 2015, and I just wanted a way for me and all my closest buddies to be able to hunt and travel and fish all over the world. And so this, you know, dreams coming to, dreams coming true on this one with Fins and Feathers. Man. it's, You know, it, Guida is now a business partner. He's running the gills and thrills side of it, which is strictly fishing and entertainment. So he, he takes guys on like, you know, really cool fishing trips, say it's a Florida fishing trip where they go do tarpon and uh, Goliath grouper. And then the next day they're at a UFC fight he gets some like backstage or you know get to meet dana or whatever it may be some type of vip treatment at a at a sporting event or a concert or something like that so um we have the fins and feather stuff we have the gills and thrill stuff um and it's just been fun man like i said it's it's cool spreading the love spreading the passion for the outdoors getting to meet so many cool different people that share that passion and that love or don't know that they have that passion but they want to learn how to do it and then they find it so um, it's just been fun, man. It's super cool. I honestly, a lot of the times I'm like on these trips, I've, I've told my business partner, like we're getting paid to do this. I almost feel like that's wrong. (laughs) Like this is just so much fun. We're like reeling in like 30 pound bluefin tuna, 50 pound bluefin tuna. you know, we're like high fiving and it's just, everyone's having a good time. And it's, it's pretty cool, man. I really am blessed. And I feel like I'm pretty damn lucky with all this for sure.
0: There's no doubt, man, but, you, you know, at the end of the day, you've worked hard for that. You know, you, you paid your dues, you had your UFC career, and now you're doing, you know, more and more stuff with Bare Knuckle, and you, you've had this vision along the way to tie in something that you love yeah. to do and use that platform um, to, to grow and to reach out to more and more people. So that, that's what it's all about, man, and I, I admire Thank you. you for that, to, to have Thank that you. passion. You know, there's a lot of guys in your position that would have just been like, "Well, my, you know, my, my career is over," quote unquote. And yeah. I'm just going to sit back and watch TV and and do whatever I want to do now. You know, and, and if i too seven, ADD, bro, <laughs> I can't do that. I, I can't. I'm like you, man. I can't. I can't sit still. I'm the worst person in the world to be at home <laughs> on the weekend. Like, yeah. I, it is terrible. Well, I've got to have a plan. What I'm yep. going to accomplish today, or mm-hmm. today yep. was a
1: waste, and that could be. Yeah, you know. I agree my wife's like, can you ever just sit down and watch TV with me or something? Or just, let's just relax for like 15, 20 minutes. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't do it. I try, but and I'm the same. If there's not a plan, if it's a day off or something from training, like in my mind, uh, at least like, okay, at this time, I'm going to go out and shoot my bow and like at least get some practice in there. You know, we're going to set something up for the morning, but yeah, man, it's crazy. I, I my wife's like, just sit your butt down, man. <laughs> it's,
0: it's hard to do, it's hard to do is. <laughs> I think that's that. That's that's the driven part of um, mm-hmm. us that in the outdoor industry are successful because mm-hmm. if you sit around and do nothing, you know, you're just wasting yeah. time, you're wasting yeah. opportunities, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I, I appreciate you hopping on here. Um, I, I know you got more stuff to do today. You you're getting ready to go out and, and you're gonna have an awesome fight coming up. I, I know you're gonna do well, man, I know you're prepared so one ending question for you mm-hmm. if i said all right chad and you probably get this one a lot i'm gonna i'm gonna give you your bow because i know you, you thrive on bow hunting all right what's what's your one thing i said hey this is what you're gonna hunt period that's it you got one thing to hunt that's what i thought what bull. Say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah I, I gotta say screaming bull elk for sure yeah it's it's unreal we get we get you i'm sure you've been on some pretty Badass elk hunts, huh? I'm on yeah. a few good ones, man. It's, yeah, it's, it's right. cool. I mean, it's, it's, I, amazing it's been,
0: being so, you know, here on I mean, I'm in South Georgia, so I mean, you know, we we already proved that elk can't survive here. We've already killed all them. <laughs> yeah. <so many> <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, I don't get to go out west much and do it. I love to do it. Um, but it's one of those things. Every time I get a chance, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on it. Okay. I was this close. I had a, a Colorado antelope elk combo hunt li- lined up. And no then way. the landowner vouchers fell through.
1: Oh, so, dang it. Uh, dang it. I, was,
0: I was looking forward to that. One. This, and this ranch hadn't been hunted for antelope in like 20 years. No so way. And the guy was like, I legit have six antelope that I know where they stay that are over 90 inches.
1: No way. Yeah.
0: And I, oh. like, I, mean, I mean, like, what do I need <laughs> yeah, to do? Oh, I have that. And then, uh, and then the bulls, I mean, he, you know, he was saying, well, you know, bulls out here are around 320 or so, which is, you know, respectable. Yeah, good yeah. time. Thank so. you. Yeah. But. That's maybe next year. I don't know. And I've got uh, I've got a dozen points for Wyoming, so right. um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna carry them over one more year. I got I got a spot lined up. I think I can go kill a big one. All right. thing, dude, we got to get
1: on a hunt. We keep talking about it. It's just we got to line you know this what? sucker out. Before well, so well, long, you're gonna you're, going, you're going to have to carry me.
0: Uh, you're gonna have to be pushing me up a hill, up the hill in a wheelchair <laughs> or something, man. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> uh, it's not oh, that bad you. yet, but. Uh, but, no, man, I, I, again, man, I appreciate it. I admire, I admire everything you do. I know you and I – we don't talk all, a lot, but, you know, I feel like whenever we talk, we pick up right where we left off. Thank and, you. And I, I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate your time. And uh, I know you're going to do well when we watch it. Thank you, bro.
1: I appreciate it. And if you if you want to jump on, we can chat after the fight and see how everything goes if you want. But uh, yeah. totally up to you. But I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you.
0: All right, brother. Well, you be safe out there. Y'all have a, a safe trip. And um, we'll catch up.
1: Sounds good. I'd go